Welcome back to another episode of Art of the Float. My name is Dylan. I own the float shop in Portland, Oregon with my lovely wife, Sandra. And I am looking forward the most to, at the float conference, I'd say, seeing Ashcon on stage again. <laughs> my name is Gloria Morris of Float 60, and I am super pumped to see the people, the networking. This is part of my little shtick. I what? love it. Networking? I, I can't wait. I know. I know. I'm not very social. <sighs> But I do enjoy getting out of my shell once in a while. <laughs> this is Drew from New Hampshire Float. And since Gloria already took the people, that is definitely one of the awesome things about the Float Conference. I'm also looking to, forward to seeing what's going on with like new technologies, new products, anything that the companies have to show us. That's usually a cool time. You get to see things in person. So I'm looking forward to that. And I'm Kim Hannon. I own uh, Sukino Float Center in Salt Cave in Southern Indiana with my husband. I am, oh, there's so much good stuff this year. I'm uh, really excited to see everybody and just walk away with that like renewed sense of inspiration. Every time I talk to floaty people, I just, oh my God, I love it. And I can't wait to feel that again. I am very excited to also introduce our guest tonight, GrashCon is joining us. Welcome, GrashCon. <laughs> oh, yeah, thank, thank you. you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good to be here. Excellent. Um, so for the float conference, yeah, I mean, I mean my, my, my yeah, favorite I'm thing. thing when I'm please both at the same time. Yes. Is, yeah, <laughs> go on. You can yeah, split this out. I'll just split the audio from the audio single right? microphone. <laughs> Um, guys. Please just talk faster. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm yeah, excited. Yeah, I think we're really high. Us two are parties. Cool. This has been a great interview. Thanks for yeah. having me. Thank you guys so much. And uh, I just want to thank Olga for booking these guys. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's in trouble. Um, no, I, I'm excited for the Flow Conference. I mean, I'm assuming all of our answers would have been seeing Ashcon on stage if Dylan hadn't said it first. But so let's just move that aside. Yes. And, fair. Uh, Very fair. I mean, I'm excited to be on get stage. To, like adventure with people. I feel like with yeah. the you know the conference is in Portland for so many years, and now that it moves around, it's like kind of like going on vacation with the float industry. Hmm. Like we're all in this like new town, and we're like, oh, cool! Like, let's just go like see stuff and go to museums. And so, I encourage everybody to come out for you know three, four, maybe six weeks around the conference <laughs> and really, really take your time with it. Yeah, we're renting a whole condo in the area. So, I've moved yeah. to Milwaukee. I just I'm gonna live there for <laughs> several months leading up to an. It's that nice. Okay, great. Yeah. Does the town know you're coming? Is the question. Like, the Calvary is is all ready for your arrival. We need to let people know that your entourage is arriving. I did hear. I, I think this was Milwaukee. I saw something online where uh, there's some people who own this like warehouse building next to the Milwaukee airport have painted Welcome to Cleveland in huge letters on the roof oh, yes. <laughs> as you're flying in you the giant Welcome to Cleveland sign. So that's that's pretty amazing. It seems like my sort of town. That's hilarious. Pretty fantastic. Yeah, we yeah, I, started I a new same. Hash- I'm pretty much looking forward to the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we started a new hashtag, uh, hashtag FloatCon goes to Milwaukee. And so I'm curious, mm. like, we're putting it out there for people to give them a little warning, but I don't think that they know what's about to happen. <laughs> so nice. can I ask a question right off the bat? May I, Dylan? As long as it's about Helmbot, yes. Yes, you may. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to understand from Grashcon, like how weird is it to not be 
the only guys like running the float conference anymore? I mean, is it, is it happy? Is it a little bit melancholy? Like you guys have done it for so long. This is the 10th conference. I don't know if everybody knows that. (laughs) So, so please tell us, how do you feel about the, the team that surrounds your incredible idea? I mean, yeah, well, (laughs) sometimes we have a little trouble working together by ourselves. So, um, no, it's been, uh, I mean, just excellent, really. Like, I mean, we did it for seven years. And I don't know if you're familiar with us, but uh, we tend to like to start new projects and get a little restless when it comes to even just doing the same thing over again. So, you know, I, I feel like we had a really good run and I feel very, like, satiated in that sort of experience. And, it's been sort of amazing getting to have it. I mean, it feels like just like a whole new experience. And one of the things I was most excited about was the fact that we would get to have other people contributing ideas and thoughts and coming up with things that are like totally different than the way that we would have done things. Uh, and like that's been getting to happen and has been really cool. And also, I don't know if you know this, but it's way less work than actually running the entire thing by yourselves. So now we just get to kind of chill. I mean... We're just board members now, too. Kim's the president of the board. And like now I'm just like showing up to phone calls and saying, you know, crotchety old things about like, oh, in my day, the float conference. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> asks, you have no intention on following through with. Uh, yeah, just get classic the usual board, board, member, board member responsibilities. <laughs> um, Guilty. Guilty. <laughs> I didn't even pay him to, to say that either. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, it it really has been nice. Like even just in a kind of philosophical sense too, you know, like I I think we have that kind of entrepreneur spirit where the things we create, it's like we we both want to do a bunch of things in this world. And also we we want the things that we create to live on and, and keep creating benefits. So things like turning the conference into a nonprofit is honestly uh, kind of like the best of what we hope to accomplish with so much of what we do. And it, I mean, it was scary when we decided to do it because it's kind of like, hey, this has a pretty good chance of not working. You know, it's it's a big yeah. leap. Like, let's get a bunch of people and have everyone try to like, do this collaborative project. And it's not like... Pick someone into being president, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you knew there was going to be a pandemic that would completely yeah, do yeah. all the plans. Thanks for that timing. We're like, we don't want to deal with that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it, there's like really, there's very real deadlines when it comes to putting on a conference. It's not just something where someone can be like, oh, I'll get to that next month. Yeah. Um, and so I like, we kind of went into it being like, well, you know, there's, there's maybe like a 25% chance this entire thing just totally collapses and falls apart. But there's a 75% chance it's like awesome and can go on longer than we could ever like mm-hmm. think of putting it on ourselves. And, you know, now we're like, well, this would be the third conference that is getting planned as this new nonprofit and with a board of directors and, you know, board members have come and go. And like, I feel really secure now that this thing is like, it's a thing. It's like a real living thing all by itself that manages to put an event on every year, even. And I think what's crazy about it is that all three years are very different because the first year was also the first time that it was in a different city, but it was all in person. And then the next year, it was all virtual. We had planned the whole thing and then had to cancel it and go all virtual. And then this year is a hybrid event with a little bit of a venue change in there too. So, you know, it's, it's keeping it fresh for everybody every year too. Yeah, definitely. For I mean, the organizers have planned like twice as many conferences. as you know, <laughs> <laughs> Right. Oh, that's funny. Like I'm a, sure Jocelyn yeah. would agree. Uh. Yeah. 
I want to talk about the poll conference, but at the same time, can I just get in there real quick and ask? I so because of COVID, I haven't seen you guys in I guess like a year and a half. I mean, I think we've spoken by phone once or twice during COVID. Yeah. yeah. Um. Hey, how are you guys? Uh, how is it to live in a house together for a year and a half with basically no ability to leave the house? And what <laughs> what have you guys been working on during this time? What would it be, I mean, you guys are always working on something and putting 100% of your energy into it. So I'm, I'm just so curious. Yeah, I mean, it's been a pretty good pandemic, you know, as yeah. far as they go. It's <laughs> Not say. too bad. You know? yeah, but I mean, except for the company, things have been great. <laughs> um, no, it's been, it's, yeah, so we, we kind of have like a whole uh, float household here, um, you know. So um, we live with uh, Catherine, our, our illustrator, and um, Ashkan and myself. And then um, one of our, our Helm support team actually lives with us as well, slash friend. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a very, uh, in that order too, I'd like to say, if you're listening <laughs> to this. And uh, yeah, yeah, but it just, you know, it, it really uh, pays off, I guess, uh, having people who float and just having chill friends in general. Like I've heard horror stories both on the internet and from personal acquaintances of just like terrible living situations as a result of the pandemic. So yeah, we kind of lucked out on that front yeah, for sure. It's, it was, it actually has been pretty great. Like we, <laughs> I mean, also we've, we've always been living with like friends and coworkers and stuff for mm-hmm. a long time, but usually like Graham and I are on the road or we're constantly like going places. So mm-hmm. it was even just like, okay, we're just like all hanging out together at home and we got really I, domestic. <laughs> yeah. We kind of like did the classic, like I got really into like improving our kitchen and cooking and Graham just like made an entire like garden appear in our backyard. And we're just like, let's do this thing, you know, let's full on just like adult domestic life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a yard guy now. I bust out my threshing rake like once a month, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's, it's it's been great. We've we've been having a really. It's kind of just felt like a, a year long sleepover, which is I know like life's been probably a lot harder for a lot more people. So it's sort of tough to be like, yeah, we've been just partying over here in our house, but that is sort of what it's felt like. We've we've had a pretty good time. Yeah. And then what are the project wise? I guess you know there's actually been a lot uh, during the pandemic. So we'll just summarize rather than uh, go through everything, but. Uh, I mean, it's kind of crazy running a float center, like a consulting info product business and a software company all at the same time. We'll ignore book publishing because that kind of just went on the the sidelines, you know. Uh, But it was kind of like three times as much work and and just figuring things out because every business functions totally different. So navigating the pandemic was just a complete different journey for, for each one of those. So that was one of the craziest parts. And one of the nicest parts was they kind of balanced each other out, you know, different parts of the pandemic and of the shutdown hit different businesses, um, you know, harder or, or not quite as hard. And that was definitely nice for a safety net. Um, but a lot of our, our time during the last year and a half has honestly been spent on just navigating uh, this entire period and figuring out what to do and, and dealing with, you know, unexpected um, employee turnover and, uh, you know, getting government grants and figuring out how to apply those to all of our different projects and, mm. Um, you know, things like that have just been incredibly time consuming. And uh, yeah, of course, launched the buoy project uh, with Float Tank Solutions, which kind of previously had only done um, stuff for like float centers starting up. So of course, the pandemic hit and there's like no float centers starting up. And we're like, oh, we either need to pause our entire company or figure out something that is useful to, you know, the people that are open. So that was an interesting journey. And then, um, yeah, our, our personal time outside of just kind of like emergency relief has really been spent a lot on the helm. 
Well, that's what I was going to ask. Like, is there ever, it seems like you're, you've got to be in like one constant business meeting. You wake up, you see each other. Are you talking about Helm? And then the next hour, you know, are you talking about the buoy project? I mean, it's, how do you avoid, what's your balance look like, you guys? Balance. You float? Yeah, I think they've described themselves as workaholics in the past. So it might just be. I mean, this is sort of why. Yeah, like we, I think, I think our best attempt at making balance is just to try to make our work as fun as possible so that while we're working all the time, like we're still sort of having a good time. And so that's been, that's been like the main trajectory. I mean, you know, like when we did our floating solutions podcast, we're like, let's make like a a song for every single episode. Like, and that that was like our project. That was our work. Um, And so we've been trying to do that for as much stuff as we can and and do things that are enjoyable. And, And we like working on stuff where we're sort of learning new new skills as we go along. So we kind of, we, you know, we put a little more effort into being strategic about what we're actually spending our time doing. And uh, as long as we're realizing that we're going to be spending a lot of our time doing it. Right. Can I ask, I can cut this from the show if this isn't an appropriate (laughs) question, but can I ask, are you two vaccinated? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Both, you don't yeah. have to cut it from the show. Yeah. But yeah. Definitely not. Yeah. I, I, I kind of expected that. Yeah. I, yeah. Excited. <laughs> I was excited when I could get one. Yeah. Well, yeah. I asked because that means once we meet back up at the float conference, if you decide to go in person, in fact, I guess this is a selling point to show up in person. Is I, are you guys hugging? Are you going to offer hugs? Is that a thing at this conference? Oh, or are you sure. are you still doing that? <laughs> are you going to see our people? Or like, are we are like? I mean, like as a, as a like company service for Helmbot, or you mean like? Yeah. Family? Well, I would I would expect that like a but... kissing booth. They <laughs> <laughs> need mean, revenue I... stream. The Helm. You're talking like Helm I'm crazy hugs. here, but I swear the yeah. Graham and Ashcon hugs are a, a big piece of the flow conference. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm I'm ready to go again. Like I don't know. I I was I was like happy to stay at home and be very cautious <laughs> during the whole pandemic thing, mm-hmm. and I was all about like you know being as diligent about that stuff as we could be. But I, as far as I know, I, I don't spend like every minute looking into this stuff, but it seems like the vaccine's pretty effective, right? I mean, that's as much as I can tell. And so yep. I feel like I'm good to go. I'm ready to hug people. Yeah. I've just been... Yep, I, I plan to like fly people's in people's mouths everywhere I go. Like I'm, I'm in it. Fly into Milwaukee, <laughs> buy Roy Vora beer, and then have him answer that question for me. I think that's the nice the answer. Yeah, but no, yeah. Also, I, I very much hope what he says is I can hug as many people as I want because that sounds amazing. Yeah, I guess we don't really, you know, we'll see what happens. But it, you know, at, at the current state of, of the world right now, everything's. I'm, I'm down to hug people. I love it. I love that. Um, I want to talk about some of the differences between in-person potential hugs and the virtual and what, virtual what is that? Virtual hugs. There's going to be virtual hugs. On yeah, Discord. We're working yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think last year sort of proved that a virtual conference was still like a huge amount of fun. Yeah, it turns out people can still get really drunk on video. And then you're like instantly at home as soon as you're done partying, which is sort of amazing, right? I mean, I, for me, it was just like, it was, it was almost, it felt like I was like, like just transporting myself. Like I'd put on my headphones and I'd be in my computer and I would like be in the float conference and I'd like be in that world for like several hours. And then like it would end and I'd be like, 
all of a sudden back to Riyadh. I'm like, oh my God, that's right. I'm in my house. Like <laughs> There were times like Ashkan and I were in the same room in the float conference and in different rooms in our house. And like the room would shut down. We'd both like take up our headphones and wander into the kitchen and be like, oh, oh, hey, buddy. That's right. Yeah. Crazy. So I had a, I had a blast. I had a really good time at the virtual conference last year. And it, I was kind of like, amazed for me you know i love the idea of being in person and like i I very much value that and i was sort of amazed at how much it still just genuinely Mm -hmm. felt like i was at a float conference despite the fact that we were using all this sort of technology and so i mean that was kind of like proof of concept to me that that's that's totally a great way to experience it when you were in the virtual conference were did you not have a ton of smoke in your yeah. lungs at that, like we, <laughs> yeah. there was a horrible yeah. wildfire. I'm talking about the wildfire. I'm going to be very specific there. That happens in person at the conference too. It's great. Um, but uh, I, I was, I was surprised. You guys seem to be fully on conference mode um, and everybody or not everybody. It was, no, it, was, it was really bad. We, we were not, happy about the smoke outside and the fires and what was uh my family was really on the run from the smoke (laughs) oh that sounds nice it was but what was really funny is we were i mean so for our talk you know we we built that whole like spaceship set and we spent like the week before the conference building that and as we were building it it was getting like crazier and crazier here and in my head i was just like we better take off soon like we get we gotta get (laughs) we gotta finish this rocket get out of here like (laughs) so like it was just like a really it almost in some ways contributed to the feeling of the float conference feeling like this strange out of my normal reality experience because it was just like literally reality around us looked unrecognizable That's for insane. the conference. But yeah, no, it was, it was, the smoke was terrible. I did not like that. <laughs> yes. can, can, and maybe Kim, this is directed at you as well, but how, how does somebody make the choice between those two and what can they expect with a split? Um, particularly yeah. if they're going to be in the virtual field, are people in person able to hang out with people in the virtual, all that. Yeah, it, it is going to be a little bit different this year because we're doing hybrid. Um, the number one, like our bandwidth as a team to host this event is, it's limited. And so we want to really make sure that we're, you know, not uh, putting anybody into a situation where they're not able to to deliver. And I think um, creating this this hybrid event, we went round and round and round about what does that actually look like? Which sessions do we actually have available online and live streamed? Which ones will be recorded and made available as quickly as possible? Which ones are just for in-person experiences? Hmm. And then, you know, we are using a little bit of a different platform this year. Um, so I'm still really excited about the platform. One thing that we learned that uh, from last year's show was that sponsors didn't get a lot of people dropping into their video conferences. And it was hmm. kind of awkward for people who did want to drop in because you don't know if there's going to be 20 people in here nobody in there just you and that person and and so that piece will not be there this year but we will still have lots of wonderful virtual sponsors who have their information available that you can just browse on your own terms whenever you want to um so that piece is a little different um all of our main stage speakers are going to be uh live streamed and then we'll also have some really great speakers who are joining us virtually and so of course um those will be put on a display in a, a really grand FloatCon fashion uh, so that we can still enjoy those talks from the people who can't travel or aren't ready to travel yet too. And then what's really different this year is that we have a lot of smaller workshops and the workshops, the kind of the way that we were defining those is that they're smaller groups 
hands-on where you've got someone who's kind of sharing some information and then you're typically going in and doing something with that information or it's a really strong Q&A or a discussion group or something of that nature. And so those we were trying to figure out the best way to actually live stream those. They, at this point, we've decided that we're not going to live stream them, but they're going to be recorded. We'll do some really, really quick edits and then make those available. Um, for our facilitators, it's going to be really hard for them to pay attention to what's happening online as well as what's happening in the room. Sure. And we didn't, you know, we didn't want anybody to suffer from the quality of uh, the content that they're receiving. So that one will be made available, like I said, as soon as we can. It's not going to be waiting until next year. Uh, those who are attending virtually will be able to access those hopefully within uh, uh, within a couple of days, if not the same day, just depending on the individual sessions. And then, of course, if you're there live, you'll have the chance to attend some wellness workshops, uh, things like yoga and uh, uh the didgeridoo and we've got a lot of others that are coming in, you know, some meditation practices. We're going to have a quiet room where people who need a little breathing uh, on their own can just step away and go to the quiet room. Um, so that'll be available for folks too. So there's going to be, I mean, a whole bunch of stuff, business talks and sanitation talks and marketing talks and panels and small group discussions. Roy and we're Vore. doing the think tanks too. And Roy Vore, of course. You I can't mean, have a conference he, without Roy anymore. He's the number <laughs> one reason I want to go. Yes. Right? Yes. Uh, We've excuse, got excuse some. Me, Gloria, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> the number three reason. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I thought you meant to say. Yeah. You guys yes. too. Okay. Yeah. Number three. Yeah. But we've got so many cool talks this year. Yeah. The, the quiet room is such a great example of something that Graham and I would never come up with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, what are you talking about? People want to yeah, be in a quiet room. Yeah, why do you want to be quiet? Huh? What are you talking about? <laughs> so definitely yes. a good, good contribution yeah. to other people on the board. <laughs> I love it. I'll, that's great. That's, that's real. That's for a few true. minutes. Yeah. I, I also feel like there's, yeah, I might just be speaking out of turn here, but I kind of imagine that we will, there'll be some benefit to having a virtual component to the conference you know, perpetually, like it seems mm -hmm. like there's some benefit oh, to it outside yeah. of just like pandemic logic. And I, I imagine like it, it's kind of a nice element to play with and something that makes it a little more accessible, especially to people mm -hmm. who, who just like physically are on the opposite side of the world. Yeah. Kim's exactly. grinding her teeth. I think you were out of turn there. It's going to be three weeks long now. Is that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep, we're holding elections for a new board, and new ah. president. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but we really are going to be uh, holding elections for new board members soon. So right. uh, keep your, yeah. Uh, we'll be asking some folks for applications. If you're interested in joining, that'll be announced soon too. So, um, would it be accurate to say that the Flow Conference is adding more things to help, like the ongoing, like the business side of it? So, not just like maybe that did start two years ago. I, I think I felt like I saw more businessy specific stuff. Is that accurate? Yeah, like, there's uh, that was one of the, the yeah one of the things that we saw in the feedback was that uh, people were really looking for some more business talks, and I think that that was even before the pandemic. But, you know, the pandemic had a obviously a big impact on a lot of float centers. And for some people, it was a real struggle. Some some had the opposite. And it's just wild to see the polarities of like how many centers were impacted either in a very positive way or a very negative way. But no matter where you are in that spectrum, having 
you know, the business acumen is just such a big piece. And so we do have more business talks this year than we have historically. Um, and we have, you know, also talks that are going to help you to be a, a business owner who doesn't get burnt out, how to find balance in that whole experience as well. Because I think that's something that a lot of folks are really experiencing right now too. And and it's just work all the time, but make it fun. I, make that's it what fun. I've learned so far. Okay. That's, I mean, you already got the first, the first workshop done. Great. great. <laughs> we'll just play a clip of them talking over and over yep. again. It's great. <laughs> Drew, did, did you have a question, Drew? Um, I have a couple questions. Um, first off, I did want to say that I think it's great for the virtual because I am getting an employee ticket for the virtual where I didn't think it would, like to put all the money into this employee to go out in person. I didn't really think it was, it was worth the, that doing that, but the virtual, I'm like, yeah, that's actually perfect. She can work one of the days and the other day she can get in there and check stuff out on her, on her own time. So I, I think going forward that that is an awesome option and people who have employees that do a lot, especially if you leave your shop to somebody else, I think the full conference, the virtual is a great um, tool to utilize. So I wanted to say that. Um, Good point. And um, the float, we've been talking about the full conference. I know there was a little bit of a snag with where it was located originally, and then it changed. So I just wanted to get that out there for people, just in case anyone out there hasn't heard that the location actually changed. Yes, we're going to be at the Wisconsin Center now, and we'll be staying at the Hyatt Regency Milwaukee, which is about two blocks away. There's a slight chance that the Skywalk is going to be open. We're not sure. We're hoping. Uh, But the Skywalk is like incredibly close. Like you just walk across the street basically to get there instead of the two uh, two blocks. But it's going to be really, really close um, either way. And the, the Wisconsin Center also has the Van Gogh experience in right now or well, while we're there. And uh, that's really cool. Um, there's so much cool stuff at the Wisconsin Center too. So it's going to, it's also going to help to have that breakup where you don't feel like you're in the same building all day and you get to go get some fresh air. So that's kind of nice. Wisconsin, more than just cheese. I like that. It's a good, it's a good tourism. Um, so, and then something else I wanted to say um, is, sorry. I, I think that, you nailed it. That's, that's it. I love it. Walk away. That's perfect. It's a dad joke. Right. Are you? Are you? Are you? Well, for, for those wondering what else there is to do in Milwaukee, there's more than cheese. So that's good. Um, so the flow conference uh, is a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but often there are things done beforehand. Was there um, going to be some activities happening prior to the actual float conference this year? Before and after and the experts on both of those are right here with us tonight. But who could plan a party? I'm, I'm so confused. <laughs> yeah, so there is, um, there's the CPO class that gets taught uh, every year at the conference. Um, so uh, I think some people even, maybe their certifications are expiring and they're taking it again now. But uh, if, you, if you haven't, uh, it's, it's basically just like a really great way of um, learning kind of just like the fundamentals of pool and spa. And it's, it is the main certification that pool and spa, commercial pools and spas like will get for their staff members and you can teaching take that? 
Yeah, yeah. So normally you would just sign up for some class and you go to your city and you take this class with someone who's teaching it. But if you come to the float conference and take it, you get to have Roy Vore as your teacher, which is essentially <laughs> like, I mean, that it's, it doesn't get better than that. Like he, it. it's, he's teaching you out of like the textbook he helped write. So Jeez. you're you're getting kind of like, you know, the most authoritative information you can on the subject. Yeah, like both and, and the I, highest authority and like the most hilarious. It's such <laughs> yes. a good combo. Yeah, you and can, wait, I can tell you. Isn't Jake doing it with them? Jake did. So we, we, when we were doing the conference, Jake went and got certified to teach the class and has been teaching it for many years. And then Roy and Jake kind of did it together. And then Jake was like, okay, you know, kind of similar to the rest of the conference. We're like, we kind of need to start <laughs> passing stuff on a little bit. Um, so I think Jake, I'm not sure if he'll be hopping in for just like a cameo this year or not, but uh, it'll, it'll predominantly be Roy. Surprise guests. Cool. Yeah. I have a, a, a really fun fact here. I actually used to write pool and spa maintenance and uh, training courses back in my corporate days because it was a, really? a property management. Yeah, it was a property management company. And of course, most apartment communities have pools and spas. And so uh, I was able to write all of that. But I can assure you that what is in there is not relevant for a float center mm-hmm. owner. And having something like local that you take is not going to be relevant at all. It's one of those like a certification on a piece of paper that does you no good. But the workshop, what's so unique with this particular workshop, the CPO workshop with these guys is that it is tailored to uh, the float center world. And so you get the basics that you need to know there, but actually useful information that's going to help you at your center too. Yeah. Will that be offered virtually or no? I don't think it's, I mean, because it's controlled by the the organization above it. Like they have their own yeah. rules about virtual yeah. and even states right. have different rules about if, whether they'll even accept a virtual version of the class or not. So I don't, I don't think so. But the, yeah, the CPO class, I mean, it's still, there's still a lot of pool info in there because mm-hmm. it has to include to. information. But the, uh, the CPO handbook, the textbook does have a little section about float tanks in it written by uh, a couple fellas sitting here with you right now. So there's, there's a little annex Published in the back of the... authors. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yes. That's incredible. Congrats on that. Right? That's All right, so that, that was the first thing. So there's the... <laughs> <laughs> well done. Yeah, well so done. that's the Wednesday beforehand, I think, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then... Thursday and Friday, um, there's also going to be a Start a Center workshop, uh, which is taught by us through Float Tank Solutions. Um, so the two of us and, and Jake, another business partner. We take it much more seriously than anything you're hearing here on this interview. <laughs> <laughs> Just, yeah, don't judge us by our jokes. Uh, yeah, and we've done that pretty much every year since the conference started in some form, just kind of had a workshop for new people getting into it and really just has a nice crash course. You know, it's a day and a half of just trying to pick up all the basics that you need to know. Um, you know, we were those idiots who thought that we'd just slap a float tank in a room and have a float center. And it uh, turns out it's a little it's a little more complicated than that. Uh, so, yeah, uh, that's that's really what this is about is just a, again, you know, hardcore, fast paced crash course and hopefully the most important things you need to know when you're getting into the industry. So yeah, that, that's all day l- Thursday and then the first first uh, part of Friday morning. I had to laugh because I sent my husband um, to the Starter Center workshop with you guys uh, way back when we were getting ready to start construction. And he was so cute because he came back with his like stack of notes and all of his stuff. And he just looked and he was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> but he got it at that point like he really understood so much more about what we needed to do and you know here we are hitting our three-year anniversary and there are I, I can't think of a single thing in my float center that I would change 
in relation to like how we constructed the place. It was just solid and everything just flows really nicely. And wow. um, it works cool. and, you know, maintenance. I mean, it's all great. So yeah. there's, there's like good information in there. things I want to change about our float center. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, we really shouldn't have put that thing there. Like, it was such a huge mistake. What were we thinking nine years ago? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah you learn a lot. And then um, what's happening after the conference? Yeah. It's worth oh, well, sticking so, around. So there, there's also a bus tour going on of uh, oh yes, of that's right. Centers. Yeah, uh, which will you. be exciting. And um, we've been doing that for the last many years as well. But I love now that for a while we were just doing it every year in Portland. But it's kind of like <laughs> the same center. It's like the same tour every year almost. You know, so yeah, it's exciting to actually do it in in new cities now. I, I've been on like every single bus tour that's nice. happened. So highly recommended. Yeah. yeah. So is it a beer bus? Oh yeah. This year, you know. Is it it's a beer bus? Milwaukee. Not, it should be. Yeah, actually. Uh, yeah. 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 Am I wrong? I feel yes. like I've seen people getting off the bus a little. Yeah, in Denver. It normally is. Yeah. It, it usually is a beer bus. I'm sure we'll try it. You know, every yeah. city we got to find a big vehicle that wants to allow a bunch yes. of people to drink on it. Yeah, but yeah. Otherwise, we'll just sure. tell people to bring big pockets and, you know, some yes. bottles. It is. We, we just actually uh, launched center. the tickets on that. And uh, we do have it listed as having adult beverages. We're not. There you go. Recommended. <laughs> yes. And then, um, so yeah, then there'll be, you know, parties and shindigs and stuff throughout the event, including on Sunday evening after the uh, end of the last talk, a special Whirly Ball event, which if you don't know what Whirly Ball is, pause what you're listening to, go and just Google Whirly Ball. Google Whirly Ball, now hit pause. I'll give you, here's the quick explanation. It's a game where... Um, it's sort of like basketball. It's teams of five against teams of five on a sort of basketball-shaped court, but you're scooping up like a wiffle ball in a little wicket, one of those curved wickets, and you're trying to pass it to your teammates and shoot it at a basketball backboard that's got a little target on it, where if you hit it, you get a point. So instead of a hoop, there's a target. And then also the most important part is uh, replace everyone's legs with uh, essentially bumper cars. Yes. So it's just like all oh. of that, except everybody's in bumper cars, driving oh around bumper it's cars. It's wild. Yeah. It's so fun. It's a pretty great time. Oh, my God. Okay. It's great. <laughs> we it discovered so it when we were, we were like teaching an apprenticeship in Chicago. That's and as right. You, like, I was going to say, from, that's where I've done it. <laughs> yeah. As you like drive from the Chicago airport into town, there's this, this huge wall that says Whirly Ball on it. And like yes. Graham and Jake and I are looking at each other being like, well, I don't know what that is, but that sounds pretty fun. <laughs> and we ended up not only, we went there the first night and they're like, oh, you guys need like a, you need 10 people to play. You can't just like play it with three people. And we're like, oh yeah. So we just went around <laughs> the lobby of Whirly Ball and gathered people to play with us. We were like, <laughs> like went up to two people sitting at a bar being like, hey, you guys want to play Whirly Ball? And they're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> they really looked like they were on like a romantic date, like they were in like hushed tones having a conversation. I just kind of sidled up. I'm like, hey, so uh, we need more people for Whirly Bob. And the guy immediately was like, yeah, I'm in. The girl's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we kept just collecting people until we had 10 people and we could play a game of Whirly Bob. Oh my God. That's and then so we took all the apprentices there the next night. We're like, you guys, we got to check out this Whirly Bob thing. <laughs> so then we went back one day later and played a whole bunch of Whirly Bob. <laughs> and we started petitioning the city of Portland every week for the last three years <laughs> to have a whirly ball arena and they haven't really they've stopped answering but so that's what you yeah. really did during the pandemic is you were just you know <laughs> writing petitions yeah. and yeah get so it we're, yeah we're pretty big whirly heads and uh, there's <laughs> Ah, there is conveniently a Whirly Ball place located so uh, in Milwaukee. Is that oh is that your next business venture? 
Oh, could be. Oh, Go, probably just going pro as competitive whirly ball players. <laughs> I, that, that makes Money's more really sense. Money's really in the sponsorships, yeah. <laughs> hey, speaking of sponsorships, I hate that it's ba- at the back of the show here. We like to make it at the top of the show, but can you guys, you, you guys are the makers of Helmbot. You, you aren't the only people in charge of Helmbot, but um, you're the founders, and I'm really curious. Can you talk about what you're excited about with Helmbot going forward here? Sorry, just total crash <laughs> into an ad read here, but um, <laughs> but with you guys here, we're like clients an ad read, to keep you know? happy. A, yeah, you just whirled your way in. We're whirly. <laughs> <laughs> Roll right into it. I, just going forward, you guys just rolled out. Well, can you talk about what you just rolled out and what, what's sure. coming down, down the pike? So yeah, well, super. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had um, we have essentially spent the last I don't know it's been like eight months or something uh, working on redesigning the entire sort of like customer facing side of of Helmbot. So like when for people who have, who use the Helm to do their booking, like when their customers are booking appointments, buying gift cards, buying stuff from the store, viewing their their profile, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, we wanted to go and, and kind of give that a, a little retrofit. And it was interesting because we wanted to like make it way more mobile friendly and do all these things. And that essentially meant we had to sort of like break everything to like rebuild it in a totally different way. So we were committed to just like everywhere, like, okay, we have to redesign everything, like every part of every page of every single interaction someone has across anything, you know, signing waivers, like tipping, like every single thing once we sort of like built the mobile friendly foundation meant we like essentially broke the entire old way it was working. <laughs> um, so funny story too. When Ashkan says we, he literally means him and I, like yeah. we, we are the ones who went in with just like straight CSS and HTML and kind of coded the entire uh, new design with some styling help and yeah, so literally us like the really complicated it. side. Yeah. But yeah, that's one of the things where we were trying to, and we'd both done a little programming work before, but also, yeah, like you just said, trying to gather some new skills and, up, uh, yeah, up our, our ability in that area. So yeah, <laughs> no, this, when we say we, it's literally Ashkan I being like, how do we do this? I've never done this before. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have to say that, you know, as somebody who has multiple float centers, it's so much better because it's so obvious when they're not in the right location now. Yeah, yeah you know, that, that was, big... that, that was a big obstacle for us. We were constantly like getting people like confused and then, you know, if if they didn't see that they were in the right place, they were paying the wrong location. They might ultimately end up in the right one, but thank you so much for those updates. They really are powerful, especially for the multi-center functionality, but yeah, yeah. it's good stuff. You guys, I mean, I'm, I'm loving it. And I know you guys hear me talk about it all the time, but it's it's real, and you're not paying it's me to say that. Too. Or maybe <laughs> they are. I mean, it's so facto. Maybe they are. Yeah, I guess they are. Okay, I can't say that anymore. But uh, no, exciting. So, so to Dylan's question earlier, what else can we be excited about? Is there anything else coming? Like, what have you done for us lately? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, one of the one I mean, of that the, just came out. <laughs> I know. But yeah, you got, yesterday. You got, what are you hey, talking about? Right, that's over. What's next? <laughs> so, uh, I mean, like one of the biggest things is actually just um, getting some feedback and making some tweaks to the new styling changes. You know, we um, 
we ran tests before we launched it on pretty much every device that we could. We actually gathered the entire team and they all had like multiple devices and we gave them access to kind of our private development server. And we just went methodically through every page on like every device that anyone could have around and tried to test everything to make sure that, you know, nothing is broken. And we, of course, did in fact find things that were broken and fixed them. Uh, but, you know, launching it out to the public is just such a bigger sample size than that. So... Um, fortunately, I, I think we did a pretty good job of hitting a lot of stuff. Um, also, just everyone's helms are set up so differently. It's really interesting um, trying to accommodate like so many different types of businesses and types of schedules. Um, so yeah, there's a few changes that we have coming out, but overall, the feedback's been good. But that's the immediate, immediate future. We, I mean, the funny thing is too, we had the last like really big thing we developed uh, was support for classes like yoga classes and stuff like that. But we finished it like in the middle of the pandemic. So it was like really silly. You know, we had this like big new feature. We're like, yeah, get people together in rooms next to each other. Like, <laughs> yeah, so like yoga studios like, crashed. Yeah. yeah. I feel like now is still just, it's almost as if like that's now a new thing too. It's like, hey, mm-hmm. now you can have classes again. And we just built this whole class thing. So that that was pretty fun too. Like we have, you know, like an entire new form of, uh, you know, booking that that we can support that we couldn't support before. Yeah, which is cool. And yeah, a bunch of other smaller features. Um, we kind of go through these phases of working on like one or two really big projects and then going back and refining and taking a bunch of feedback we've gotten while we've kind of been distracted by those projects and then reincorporating that. So I have a feeling actually some of our attention is going to be on um, classes and practitioners coming up and kind of making that smoother for all parts of um, those operations. Oh, and then there's our payment processing side. I guess that's just a giant project that's ongoing right now. That's taking like years. Yep. Um, So we're about to just actually be offering to everyone integration directly with Stripe through the Helm, um, which we've been launching on a beta um, basis. But uh, yeah, that's uh, been a humongous thing and ultimately should be really nice and people don't have to go through uh, authorized.net support, which if you've done that, you know what a nightmare that is. You're like on the phone with the payment processor and with Authorize and with the Helm trying to figure things out. Wow. Um, yeah, so that'll be gone now. Now our support's just in-house. So anyway, yeah, that's some of the, the big updates coming. Absurd mode? I'm just going to say that while our developer's <laughs> not here, so we can't fight. <laughs> just a couple of other uh, features that I don't know if people know about. Like, So today I was on the phone with uh, your gift card partner and just understanding what the relationship is, like the referral, and uh, they took pretty good care of me for that. So it's all integrated. If you need gift cards, you go through, and it's uh, plastic printers. I think yep. is your yep. partner there. Um, so yeah, and I'm actually in your beta program for the the new location that we just acquired for Stripe. So I'm looking forward to that. So yeah, really, really good stuff, guys. And I just love the change location button. Thank you. For that. <laughs> <laughs> we also put location reminders. Like uh, now it's like when on your confirmation page, it's like, just remember you're booking at this location. And like, I, we just sprinkled it throughout to really try to drive that That's home. Awesome. That was definitely some of the big feedback we were trying to trying to resolve. And if I may, guys, I also want to say that I think it's awesome how easy it is to use as a user because as I've had more time, uh, Graham, I found somebody to run my float shop, so I'm not there very often, so <laughs> oh, I'm doing a lot more. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. Uh, I've had other conversations with Graham about that, but um, <laughs> it's, I, I'm doing a lot of self-care. And as I look at other places and they have my body, I'm going to be honest, as a user, my body stinks. It's very difficult to navigate. I find I'm not that technically savvy, but it's not as easy if I go to someone who has Helm to just 
book what I want to book. I just, I always find anybody with mind body, I have difficulty with it. So I appreciate the user ability, especially for um, some people are in areas where maybe older people who aren't as technologically savvy, it has to be easy, right? They don't, you can't have too much going on and it can't be cluttered. It has to look aesthetically pleasing. You can't mistake anything. And I think Helm does a great job of doing that. And I've always appreciated that. I don't have a ton of issues with user error. Um, and when I do, it's, you know, very easy to, for the people to understand. So I think that that is um, my little plug. I love, I've always loved Helm. I think it's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thanks, man. Honestly, yeah. yeah, that means a lot. It's definitely one of the things we've really tried to focus on, especially like, you know, at the expense sometimes of our sanity or, you know, of other <laughs> things. So no, much appreciated. I, for like a year or two, I don't know how long it's been that I've switched fully over to Helm, but we had like this cross thing with Mind Body Online and Helm for a long time, finally made the switch, never looked back, but I tried to like stay classy and not talk about what my old software was on the show for a long time. And like a week or two ago, I was just like, I, I started talking about like Mind Body Online sucks. It was <laughs> <laughs> it's such a pain in the ass. I hated it. And especially looking back, I hate it more because just of everything Drew was talking about, it's just so much simpler. He's, he's talking about, you know, whether it's training an employee or your customer or just as the manager going in there, it's like, yeah, this, this makes sense. This is where buttons should be. This is where you, <laughs> this doesn't also impact that. Like it just makes more sense. So thank you guys for what you're doing. Um, I also am not getting paid for this. Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> Although we will, we're, we're going to cut most of this. We're just going to splice this out for the next six weeks. sound bites. Yeah. One thing I want to mention is that we are sponsored by Isopod. Isopod is our other wonderful sponsor that we have here who makes float tanks. They make these giant float tanks that people are able to completely starfish in and you can practically swim laps in. And they are built like tanks. I love that they're so friendly on the front end and built super well on the back end. I've mentioned that before. I'm a super big fan of theirs. We have two isopods ourselves at the float shop. We really do love them. I-SOPOD.com is where you want to go to check them out. And again, that's isopod.com. I want to I wanna wrap this up, but uh, before we go, I, I just want to, is there anything else that you want to talk about for the float conference between, you know, we've got some, some conference people here. Uh, please. Any insights, anything that we haven't covered that you want to share? Yeah. Get your, I mean, we have get your tickets. Get your tickets. Get your tickets. I can't get believe we didn't tickets. open the show with what What are the dates of the float conference? Yeah, <laughs> August 27th through 29th. And we can hook you up with a little discount code if you want to save 50 bucks. It's I like money. Flotastic 21. Is that right? I'm suddenly questioning uh, myself. <laughs> I'll make sure it's in the show notes. Just, just add that as an extra code if it's not. Let me go log in real quick. Yeah, Fantastic <laughs> 21. But you can save 50 bucks off if uh, you haven't registered already. And uh, we want to see everybody there. And if you can't make it there to collect uh, hugs from Graham and Ashcon, then you can at least collect some virtual hugs by joining us online. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Cheers getting Floatconference.com. Floatconference. Where you want to go. Mm. Mm. Thank you. You know what? This has been so much fun. Can we do this again next week? Will you join our show again next week? Is there any chance? We'll, sh- we'll show it everywhere. Yeah. Let's yeah. Just yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Good. You guys should do a podcast. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You ever thought about that? Uh, we'll, about we'll have to maybe yeah, we'll change the intro over, song you know, once yeah. or twice. But, yeah. <laughs> Make it yours. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see here. 
Uh, thanks to our guests, to, to Grashka. I'm not, we don't even ever need to say their name. <laughs> People know who these guys are. Thank you. Genuinely, thanks for being on the show tonight. I really appreciate it. It's really fun to see you guys. Can't wait thanks to have to you back again. really soon. Yeah, yeah come on yeah, next so week. I'm not even joking. Let's do it. Sure. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's yeah, talk yeah. shop. Let's talk uh, Flow Center next time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know what? Let, let's talk about uh, customers and, and branding. Let, let's make it a topic. Let's do that. Uh, I'm in. Sounds like a plan. Cool. All right. I'm in. Everybody, let's do it. Sweet. Yeah. See you guys there. I just want to give a few more thanks. First, to my lovely co-host. Thank you guys so much. It is such a pleasure to see you each and every week. And um, Olga, my goodness. I just need to... I can't thank Olga enough for helping put this show together and make sure we're organized and on top of things and making sure that we have incredible guests like GrashCon. And like the um, roundtable discussion that was posted last week, I'm really excited that kind of surprise got released. I, I, I almost feel like, um, like, oh gosh, is it wrong to release this? Because we told people it wasn't, but I think people are happy that it is actually out there. The Float Research Collective roundtable discussion where people had presented ideas and asked questions to Dr. Feinstein is out there. Um, so look for that if you're interested in learning more about the Float Research Collective and how you can help with that. So um, Thank you, Olga. And uh, thanks to our Patreon sponsor or to our Patreon supporters. Thank you so much for supporting us and to our sponsors. You guys combined truly mean that we get to have <laughs> these awesome guests on. Wow, this is getting a little meta here because uh, I'm about sponsors this show and they are <laughs> guests. But, um, I'm happy to pay for us to be here for the <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, and it means that we get to have episodes with with Dr. Feinstein on and and these things like with um, him starting the Float Research Collective and, and having a platform for him to talk on. I, I can't, can't tell you guys how grateful I am to be part of being able to release content like that. Um, and that you guys allow me to do things like uh, flow photography, which I think just gets kind of better and better. And, and my understanding of lighting gets better and better. And um, ideally, that means that your um, float marketing is, is getting better and better. Thanks so much to Mindful Solutions. That's mindful with two L's dot solutions if you want to go to the website and take care of some marketing on your own or excuse me, have Kim take care of your marketing. Um, so you don't have to do it on your own. And uh, let's see here. What else? Um, is there anything else I need to think about? Yeah. Everybody, as always, get your float conference tickets. We'll see you next week. <laughs>